Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. So we sent some um, some stick packs, and that was really well received by the hospitals. Um, and then we decided to to put that out to our customers and um, and ask for for their help in identifying hospitals that had that need. Um, and they responded in the first couple of days with 120 hospitals. And yeah, super awesome. Um, so um, so we've been trying to contact you know those folks and, and arrange for shipping out uh, stick packs of uh, endurance fuel. And then the next thing we heard from customers was, hey, I'd, I'd like a way to participate in this. So we created a, a donation product up on the website um, that allows people to effectively buy um, stick packs that will be sent to hospitals. Hey, this is Dr. Rob Bell. If you want a free ebook, the best mental toughness quotes that will make you better, just text Dr. Rob Bell, that's D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, to this number, 33444. You'll get a download right away. So our, uh, uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness. Our guest today, uh, very excited about every guest, but this guest has made such a difference in my life through his company and was really the inspiration for the book, Puke and Rally. It's not about the setback, it's about the comeback. Um, our guest today is the uh, co-founder of Tailwind Nutrition and has a huge hinge moment on his website. And uh, I'm sure he's going to talk about that today, about how this company got started but if you get on the website, Tailwind Nutrition, you'll see the story about blowing chunks. And um, Tailwind Nutrition, it's its a fantastic product. I'm going to let him obviously talk about it. But um, I think with all you need all day really is an accurate description. And uh, our guest today is Jeff Fearling. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us, ma'am. Uh, Dr. Rob, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I um, just want to say I that you had Maggie Guterall on uh, a while ago and uh, she turned me on to your podcast and I've really enjoyed uh, listening to some of the back episodes. Um, and uh, I think you're doing a, a really great service for the community. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. Uh, especially having you on here. Maggie was fantastic, man. When it comes to that mental toughness and uh, especially winning, yeah, winning backwards ultra was, was just great. Man. Uh, pretty much unbeatable. Uh, her mental toughness is really incredible. Yeah. And that's the thing we like about uh, big so much. It's like you don't need to be the fastest there. You just can't give up. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, if you think about trying to you know run in circles for for uh, 260 miles or so, yeah. um, it, it's just uh, it's really that's really an incredible feat, and just to outlast everybody. Right. Um, she wanted to keep going, uh, which just says volumes about her mental toughness. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so. Being the inspiration for my book, Puke and Rally, it's not about the setback, it's about the comeback. And I tell the story in this, but every race I was doing from the Ironman to uh, uh, 50K, and I really thought like growing up, like weather didn't bother me. Like I loved hot weather, but hot weather now is is my kryptonite. I mean, it's my Rasputin. I just cannot handle it. So I was puking in all these races and until I came across Tailwind, 
did it make such a difference in my life? So I was able to now finish these races and, and do well. Um, but let's start with that. You had a hinge moment that came with the creation of, of Tailwind. Isn't that right? I, I did. Uh, so um, I came to, to racing actually pretty late in my 30s and uh, after I'd moved to Durango. <clears throat> and a buddy of mine convinced me that I needed to sign up for a race and, and train for it. And, um, and that would be, you know, a great way to stay in shape and have some fun. And, um, so I picked the Leadville 100 mountain bike race and, um, in retrospect, I might've maybe settled for a a shorter race for my first race, but (laughs) it's kind of a big one. Um, and you know, I, I was working and I'm a dad. And so, um, for me, I, I didn't, I'm not a professional athlete. This is something I put a lot of effort into training over, over, uh, you know, six, nine months or so. And, um, I went into it really ready. And honestly, my stomach felt awful the entire day. Um, my legs were good. I I think I was pretty well trained for it, but I just felt terrible. And, um, and it was just, uh, it was just a, a suffer fest getting through it. And when I crossed that finish line, my wife went to go give me a hug and, and I diverted to the trash can and, um, just blue chunks. Um, it was, I, I know uh, exactly what I had for breakfast. I had muesli and, uh, you know, 13 hours later, there it was, um, it had never made it out of my stomach. And, um, and she was kind enough to capture that on video. Uh, so, so it's, um, it's on our website and that, that was, uh, boy, it was frustrating. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I put all that effort into it and, and then I just wanted to feel good and, and have a good race. And so, so that was what set me down the path of trying to understand what was happening and, and if I could do anything about it. Um, and, and uh, that's what kind of, that, that's what started the journey that became Tailwind. Um, it wasn't a business. I, I just wanted to solve my own problems. And um, I, I want to say like, you know, from your story, um, there's another hinge moment here for, for how this turned into a business. And, um, and that's it, you know, once I, once I kind of dove into the, the, the literature and the research about how our bodies fuel, um, I, I started, uh, I, I realized that the products that I was trying had some ingredients that were really challenging to digest. And, and I was kind of operating on a theory that, that, Hey, my stomach just can't handle anything that's challenging in, in that kind of a race. So, um, so that's what led me to start making my own my own brew to, to match what our match what our bodies absorb and try and match the process that we fuel. Um, it didn't have a name, but I, I shared it with some other people, um, and in particular, one woman that was at Leadville, and she had tried to complete seven hundred mile races, and she dropped out of every single one of them with with stomach problems. So it's something I think you can definitely identify with. Um, and, and so I just gave her some of this and, um, and she emailed me a few months later and said that she had finished the Shenandoah 100 and, um, and she had broken down into tears as she was crossing the finish line, because this is something she'd been, it's been a goal for her for a decade. Um, and she'd been training and working and, and just couldn't get there. And that's for me, was like, that was the moment where I felt like, well, I, I know this works really well, but it's actually something that can be really meaningful to, to people's lives. And that's the part that gets me fired up. And, and so that was, that was sort of the hinge moment to take 
kind of what I was working well for me and, um, and want to share it with other people. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, every race I've done, I mean, I've still finished, um, hence the rally, but I get yeah. it. I mean, you make, you make it such a difference in somebody's life. I mean, where did that moment then, where now, you know, you have a product, you've done the research, you've been cooking it up in your, in your garage and then, but blowing chunks, it becomes the sweet taste of entrepreneurship. <laughs> what was, what was the next step? man? How did you know that this was gonna make such an impact in, in the endurance community? Well, I, I mean, frankly, I didn't, um, you know, I think that's, that's, uh, one of the things that's that entrepreneurs and athletes have in common is, um, you know, one of the, one of the big things is just to show up at the start line and, and try and go for it. And you don't know how it's going to go. Um, you know, you can think you prepared for it, but, but you don't really know. So, um, <clears throat> what we did is, uh, launched kind of a big beta test in the summer of 2012. And, um, one of the, one of the shops here in Durango mountain bike specialists, um, was kind enough to, um, allow us to exhibit at the iron horse race, which is a, a bike race here that goes from Durango to Silverton and, um, and mountain bike specialists is involved in putting that on. And, and so we were able to, to kind of sample our product for people at that race. And, um, and they started carrying it in their shop. Um, and then we also put up a website and what we wanted to see is if some people would try it and, and then really importantly, would they buy it again? Would it, would it actually, you know, what was their feedback that worked for them? Um, and also simultaneously, I was sharing it with uh, friends around the Durango area, um, which is, you know, we, we have, uh, an amazing array of athletes here. So, so it was a great test bed and, um, and they were coming back and telling me like, this is the best stuff that they've ever used and, and asking for more. Um, at the time I was making it on, uh, my wife's, uh, grandmother's kitchen aid in the kitchen. So our, our kitchen's like full of white powder and, um, I was putting it into Ziplocs and meeting people in parking lots and handing off baggies of white powder. So it was, it was kind of a, a um, interesting time, yeah. but Breaking uh, exactly. Um, but after that, uh, that summer, um, we were really encouraged because, because the feedback was really strong um, and people were buying it again. So, so that gave us the, the confidence to move forward um, and really kind of go for it in 2013. Yeah. You know, can you delve into that just a little bit further then? So from 2013, you have a great product, a confidence, you and your wife, or you go all in. Um, you know, you, now you have the wind at your back, not the kick in the gut, as you say. <laughs> what has this journey been like for, for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, it's it's been quite a journey uh, from where we started, um, really, in the kitchen, um, and I think, you know, we kind of took this one step at a time. Um, it, it didn't happen overnight for sure. Um, we started out taking kind of biting what biting off what we could chew. Um, both of us come from a little bit, a little bit of a tech background. So, um, we were comfortable running a website and, um, and kind of a web store. Um, and that's really how we, we started selling tailwind. Um, in the early days, uh, after that, after the KitchenAid, I, the first mixer I bought, um, could do about a hundred pounds. Um, but 
the motor was 800 bucks on it. So I went with the hand crank model <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I would, I would sit there and I'd hand crank for like 50 turns and, uh, and then take a break, shake it out and then do another 50 turns. And, um, and that's how I, that's how we would make the, you know, the batches of product. Um, and, um, I'm, we needed a, a sifter to kind of make sure we got, got any chunks out of, of the materials. And so I took a, um, a random orbit sander. I took it apart and attached it onto, um, onto a sifter and, and then that thing could just, you know, whip through, whip through powder. So it was kind of just solving the problems that were in front of us. Um, and that, that's something that I enjoy. Um, and that, that was a lot of fun. And then the thing that sustained us was just the feedback from people. Um, you know, we were definitely able to help people who'd had stomach problems, especially, um, overcome those and, and just have a great race. Um, whether that was being able to finish the first time or, um, or to set PRs, um, or just feel, feel like, Hey, this big monkey was taken off their back. That that's what kept us going. Um, and you know, we would do whenever we went away, we took like the, the label printer with us and a bunch of inventory in the back of the truck. And from wherever, wherever we were, we just, you know, pack up boxes in the morning and ship them off at the, the post office. So th those were the early days. Um, yeah. and that, that's been it. It's been a progression from then um, to where we uh, we shared some space with another food company um, when we kind of moved out of our our shop in the, the backyard, and um, and that company um, after a few months that company moved on to someplace else and we took over the full space and hired their employees. Uh, so that was kind of a, a big jump for us. I, I remember being, you know, we were worried about it because the rent on the place was like two fifty a month. <laughs> and, um, and that seems like a bargain right now, but, right. um, but that was, that was a lot for us and we weren't sure we could do it. And, um, so it's, a, you know, kind of taking a little risk here and a little risk there and, and step by step. Um, and, and today we, um, we have a manufacturing facility, in Bayfield, which is outside of Durango. Um, and, uh, built out a, um, we built out a production line and, um, we've got a, a great team of folks who are, are making tailwind and also fulfilling it, sending it out, um, all over the world, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and then we also have a, a terrific team of, um, you know, marketing and finance and admin, um, operations that, that are, that are making this happen. So that's quite a, that's been quite a, um, quite a change from the early days. And, um, but we still talk about the stories from customers, um, every week. And that's really what keeps our whole team going. And so every employee though, they have to ship and fulfill. Um, we have a team that does, uh, that does the shipping and fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and, um, we, we have been, you know, we have some all, all hands on decks times right. when, when we, we all need to get, get in there and do it too. But, um, but no, we have, we have folks who are, are focused more on marketing and, and sales and things like that too. Yeah. I didn't know if you had like everybody, like they at least have to do this once and, you know, kind of earn their stripes that way. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we all, you know, we're small enough that we, we all pitch in, um, you know, in every, when we need to, for yeah. sure. So 
where's what's what's the vision? What's next? Where do you where do you see the company and the and the number of people you're able to impact? So um, it's been it's been really kind of an exciting um, transition. Right, right now, we're out in uh, to twenty eight countries, um, and that international part of our business has continued to grow really strongly. So, um, although once you know once we're past the the COVID period, we would see that to, that continuing um, to, to outreach into some countries that we're we're not in right now. And being able to help athletes all around the world, that's a pretty cool thing, um, especially to be able to do it from a, a t- small town in, in uh, southwest Colorado and, um, and create, create the jobs here that can support that. Um, and we've also kind of taken the approach all the way along with all of our products that we want to help um, simplify nutrition. Um, so, so we have um, our endurance fuel line that's, that's meant for when you're uh, when you're out um, in your workout or in your race, and uh, and then our rebuild recovery line, which is um, to help you uh, really kickstart your recovery right after you finish, um, and um, and then we also you know we want to kind of address um, the other the other times of day um, as well, and um, when you might um, either be doing a light workout or or have a have a need for um, hydration. Um, and and health uh kind of healthy repair of joints and things um without necessarily needing the full endurance fuel or, or recovery at that time yeah. so um so we, th- we think there's an opportunity to to help athletes in the rest of their day too you know with this being a, a podcast about mental toughness um especially with entrepreneurship and you've kind of touched on the belief that you had and then and then the proof that look this this product does work this does help people what what does it take in terms of like the mental toughness of starting your own business and then taking it to the level of where you want it to go and you know it can go? So I've been, I've been thinking about this since um, since we connected, and um, I think there's just a lot of overlap between being an athlete and um, both both positive positive ways and, and negative ways um, and, and being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I think we talked about it, just the first thing being kind of just show up at the start line and, and to be willing to commit and go for it. It, it takes guts. Um, and it, it takes being okay with being uncertain about the outcome. Um, but you go for it anyways. And just a lot of people never kind of get that far, um, with, with ideas. It's, it's, um, I think I really admire entrepreneurs for that reason that, that they will take that idea and actually, you know, put themselves out there. Um, and it, it is kind of funny cause it is personal in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, it's like something that's, that's your baby and you hope that other people can benefit from it and like it. Um, and, it, and it's hard when they don't, you know, yeah. it's hard to get that feedback. Um, but I think maybe knowing that and being okay with that is, is a really important part of that piece, the piece of that mental toughness. Um, I think the second thing is really just perseverance. Um, it doesn't, I think, especially as an entrepreneur, you, you can have the best laid plans and they, they don't go where you think they're going to go. Um, and, and so being adaptable and, and making the most of the situation, but not giving up. Um, uh, that's, an endurance athlete also, you know, you don't, you don't feel great. Maybe you feel like puking. Um, maybe you are puking, 
Um, but, but just to keep going, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other or keep turning the, turning the cranks. Um, there's a, a lot of that goes into being an entrepreneur. Um, I think also just sort of being willing to suffer. Um, <laughs> cause, cause you do, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes that nobody really sees. And, um, I think that's the other, other piece of this is that, um, entrepreneurship can be uh, in some ways it's a solo sport. Um, and, and like being an athlete, um, yeah, you've got competition around you and, and you want to know your competition and understand their strengths and weaknesses and what they're good at. And, uh, if they've got good ideas, you, you know, borrow them, <laughs> um, incorporate them, learn from that. Um, but ultimately you're really focused on your own performance and, and doing the best that you can. And I think that that's as an entrepreneur, that's, that's a really important part of it to be, be focused on what the things that you can control. Um, and that, that helps you to kind of keep making progress, but it also helps keep you focused on, on um, supporting your customers uh, rather than like, being focused on your competition. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of the, the, the toughness is, is to have that discipline to um, this is sort of uh, in my mind, like training um, where in training, you know, you need to, um, to be disciplined, to stick with your training plan, um, to, to be methodical about it, to build up your, um, you know, build up your training load um, slowly over time, piece by piece. And, um, and also to take the rest that when you need it and, and both those things absolutely translate, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, trying to, uh, to make sure you can bite, bite off what you can actually chew. And, and, uh, you know, it's great to have that, that end goal in mind, but, but you, uh, but you need to work at it step-by-step. So being really methodical, um, and patient, um, that, that's a really important piece of it. Um, well, we're all good at that. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. You go into a race and, and you're, you're feeling good. So you go out too hard and then you just pay for it later. Um, so it, it's the same thing in being an entrepreneur. If you, if you try and take on too much, you're, you're going to just wind up overwhelmed. So um, taking a step by step. You talked about there being a negative with it too. So the athletic mm-hmm. mindset, because one of the things I always say is, you know, everyone's an athlete. Our office is just different. Because you know, as an athlete, I mean, we yeah. compete. We're going to have wins. We're going to have losses, but we're always competing against ourselves. Where, where do you see the the negative piece of that, uh, the mental toughness in entrepreneurship? So uh, a friend of mine actually said this to me not not too long ago. He's like, you know, you're you're an endurance athlete, and you know when when things get hard, your response is to push harder. Right. And um, and so you know, taking that analogy of like uh, pushing a boulder uphill. Um, Hey, an an endurance athlete is just going to just keep trying to push that boulder harder, you know? Uh, And um, that's not always the right answer in, in business um, or as an entrepreneur, Um, you know, you really do need to kind of take a step back and and take another look at it. Um, Could you break that boulder up into pieces? Um, Can you go around that boulder? Um, Is it just fine where it is? Uh, You know, those are, those are some things that, um, I think as an endurance athlete, you can fall into a trap of just trying to keep pushing something that's not working because that's, that's how we deal with it. Right. And when things are hard, we just push through. Um, so it's both, a, that's both a good thing and, um, and can be a negative. 
Um, Do you have an example, Jeff, of, of how that's applied to your business? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, uh, we can talk a little bit about this, about how uh, the, the different channels that, that Tailwind is sold in. Um, and um, we've had to learn that we've had to learn to follow where our customers want, want to buy it. Mm. Um, and there, there are some, you know, classical strategies um, that, that are not, that don't really work um, anymore because of the, the shift to online buying. Um, for example, and, and that's something that we see um, sort of every year that more and more people are purchasing things online. Um, we love to support uh, local retailers um, because they're often uh, the hub of the hub of a community. Um, you know, having the weekly runs or weekly rides, those kinds of things. Um, so, so that's something that's important to us. Um, and but we've also had to realize that like, well, a lot of people like to buy our product on Amazon. Um, and so, you know, we had to, we made that move um, to, um, you know, allow buying on, uh, on Amazon and um, that changed our business in a lot of ways. Um, so that, that was sort of a, a boulder we were kind of pushing uphill is like, how do we, how do we distribute, you know, better through, through stores? And, and we want to keep doing that, but we, we had to listen to what our customers were saying too. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that example. So we're pushing all, well, we're all pushing a boulder uphill right now currently. So with uh, COVID-19 coronavirus, this pandemic that we're going through, um, I thought Tailwind has done a fantastic job because you have the hospital support crew program. Um, and we'll put that link on the podcast, but I think that's absolutely fantastic. But how has this affected um, your business? Well, I guess let me first off just say that I think we're pretty lucky as, as a business um, compared with um, we've got friends who own a restaurant right. and and they're just, you know, hammered by this. Yeah. Um, so so I feel really fortunate that um, we we still have some of our revenue coming in. And um, to date, we've been able to keep everybody on the payroll. And, and that's our that's our goal is to keep keep those jobs intact yep. through this um, and hoping that we can. Um, but it's affected us in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, number one is um, I'm talking to you here from our office and I'm alone in the office because um, all, all of our, all of our team that can are working from home. Um, so obviously that that's something everybody's doing. Um, our, our team in Bayfield, the production and, and uh, fulfillment team um some of our, some of those folks have been um, out sick. And so we've been kind of with a skeleton crew, um, but they've been continuing op to operate um, and fill orders. Um, and, and, you know, and that's tough. Um, we, we do have enough space so that people can be spread out and, and not, and follow all the, the, the guidelines for a safe workplace. Um, and in Colorado, we're um, a food manufacturer and, and on the, um, on the list of the, of the, critical businesses that are allowed to continue to operate. So we feel fortunate in that way, but, but it's been tough. It's been tough on, tough on our team for sure. And Cause every race is canceled right now. We don't know when it's coming back. Yeah. So the financial side of it, um, you know, really our, our wholesale channel has pretty much dried up as most of the, the stores have either shut down or, or seen their sales really, really tank. Um, our international 
um, partners. Um, a lot of, in a lot of ways, the U.S. is the most um, for, furthest along the curve of being an online um, purchasing society. But a lot of um, our international countries are still purchasing primarily through stores, and and that's gone to zero basically. Um, we've also seen, you know, kind of a hit on our website and on, on Amazon too. So our business is down more than 50%, um, since it started. So that's on the financial side, that's super challenging. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the races being canceled. Um, and that's sort of the impetus for people to, to train and to think about nutrition. Um, but also, um, you know, in, in a lot of places, trails are closed or, uh, or, Maybe there's if you're in a in a city and and there's just a you know park or bike path it's super crowded, um, so I think you know a lot of people are just not able to get outside as much and and do the kind of um, kind of training that that they need need products that that we sell. So um, that's been that's been really tough. Um, you, know, you talked about the hospital, and so that's maybe a little bit of a, a pivot for us, but also I think an opportunity to keep our team going from a, a mental standpoint um, where we can feel like we're doing some good here. And um, uh, we were approached by a couple hospitals that had um, that, that have employees who are only allowed to bring in a water bottle to work because they're trying to limit what, what's being you know brought in and out of the facilities. Mm. Um, and, and so, and then they're working, you know, 12 hour shift with nothing but a water bottle and, um, and they're so busy that they're not really having time to go get food from the cafeteria or from a vending machine. So, um, so endurance fuel, uh, uh, seemed like a, a good solution to that because it can kind of keep you going for a hundred mile race. It can, it can keep you going for a 12 month, 12 hour shift too. So, um, so we sent some, um, some stick packs and that was really well received by the hospitals. Um, and then we decided to, to put that out to our customers and, um, and ask for, for their help in identifying hospitals that had that need. Um, and they responded in the first couple of days with 120 hospitals That's awesome. and yeah, super awesome. Um, so, um, so we've been trying to contact, you know, those folks and, and arrange for shipping out, uh, stick packs of uh endurance fuel and then the next thing we heard from customers was hey i'd, I'd like a way to participate in this so we created a, a donation product up on the website um, that allows people to effectively buy um, stick packs that would be sent to hospitals and um and that we just started rolling out yesterday and um, people have been incredibly generous um and it's it's really really awesome to see so um, I think as of yesterday, we'd sent out over, um, over 3000, um, stick packs to oh, about just, 20. Just in one day. Yeah. I mean, just, wow. just, just in the last couple of days, I, I expect that to grow, um, really exponentially. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, it can just, it can help some hospitals, um, to, to kind of keep their staff going through yeah. this too. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the part that I love about that is because, you know, as we know, like no one gets there alone. I mean, the, what does it do for you as a business owner, knowing that um, even though you're taking a hit, you're still able to make an impact in people's lives with, with what you do? How, do, how does that help like your own mentality? Uh, honestly, it's been huge. Um, it can be, it can be pretty depressing to spend time with spreadsheets right now. Um, and 
Um, you know, and, and I think as an owner, honestly, um, you know, it's been keeping me up at night thinking about how do we, how do we keep our team going and, um, how do we get through this as, as a business? Um, and I feel a lot of responsibility to, to, to our, all, to our employees. We have 18 employees right now. Um, and they all have families and some of them have been sick. Some of them have, uh, some of them have a lot of childcare issues now because their kids are home from school or daycare. Um, so, you know, we really want to support them through this. And, um, honestly, I think it's been made everybody really excited that, that we can do this and this is something we can do. And, um, it's something that, you know, we can't control the, we can't control the virus and we can't control the, the state of the economy and, and the impact it's having on everybody, but this is something we can do. And so it feels really good to, to have something we can sink our teeth into. I always say, and, um, that, you know, we, we can't help out anyone else without also helping out ourselves. So the fact that we're able to pour into other people, and that's why I definitely encourage uh, the listeners here to the, the hospital support crew program. I think you have is, is absolutely fantastic, but you even, you know, discounted your products then for the consumer. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, th- we get it that a lot of people are being laid off right now. Uh, or, um, there's a lot of uncertainty financially and, um, and it's a tough time for everybody. So, um, we decided for the month of April to lower our prices uh, on all the, all the products that we make, um, by 20% across the board. And, um, that's just to help people keep going. I, I just firmly believe that, you know, continuing to exercise, even if you have to change what you're doing you got to do it inside or, or, um, you know, you can't do some of the things you really love to do, but keeping that routine going, um, is super important for mental health. Um, so that's what we want to do. You know, I couldn't agree with you more, obviously. I mean, it's, I think from our standpoint, right. I mean, since we hang around elite athletes all the time, like crazy really is subjective, right? Like people doing hundred mile races like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do it. Um, but a lot of people even exercising, it's like, like, what do you, what do you mean you don't exercise? Like it's, it's strange when I come across people like, like that, but I mean, even now, right. Like I think it's the most important thing that you have to be doing. Not only we need to master the simple in terms of our sleep and our eating habits, but um, I mean, we've got to be able to exercise. And that's the part that scares me is like, we're shutting down, you know, playgrounds we're shutting down basketball courts, shutting down trails. And, and I mean, people then, I think like, if we give people that excuse, like they'll, they'll take it. They'll be like, well, I can't do it. I mean, what, what kind of, what kind of message do we need to share with people to look, this is the most important thing you've got to be doing in terms of, you know, not only your physical health, but your mental health. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when you talk with athletes, you're kind of preaching to the choir. I think we all get that, that, um, there's, there's a big component of to mental health uh, for exercise. Um, it's just such a great way to re- to reduce stress. Um, it, I think it helps kind of every other aspect of your body just work better. Um, even when you're not in the middle of working out. Um, and I just, I'm just a big believer in that. I, and, and um, you know, I, we're trying things like, um, uh, um, doing some, some challenges, some virtual challenges and, um, supporting some virtual races, um, to help people kind of, kind of do that. But I think it's a, I think it's a, um, a bigger question about, you know, for folks that don't have that habit already, um, 
you know, how, how can we help people get into that habit? Um, and honestly, I think podcasts like this, um, and just, just preaching the, preaching it out there, um, is important to talk about it with our family members, talk about it with our friends. Hey, this is super stressful right now for everybody. Exercise can help. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, man, because, um, and, and this is just my standpoint. I've never been a big fan of virtual races at all because I felt like a lot of people just want that medal to be able to show and okay, that's fine, you know, but I've always felt like the thing that lacks from a virtual race is the most important thing. And that's the community. That's the fact of like, look, man, if you're doing a race where other people are doing the same exact thing, everyone loves on each other. And that's like the epitome, I think, of what the human spirit is about. You know, if, if somebody, everyone's doing a 50 mile race, man, or an Ironman, or even, even if it's somebody's first 10 K we're cheering on everybody. And, but now I've looked at virtual races different, man, because now it's like, well, this is an essential part of what we need to be doing. Cause, um, if we let our mind go, our mind wants to sit, our mind doesn't want to push ourselves. That's our mind's job to keep us safe. But, but now I think even that community becomes even more important with those virtual races, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, I think you're touching on something that, you know, even before this, that's, that was one of the concepts we've had about tailing from the beginning was that could we be, could we be like a support crew, um, you know, for our customers and, um, and that's where that, that hospital support crew idea comes from now. Now can we help the hospitals? Right. Um, because you can't do it alone. I mean, you, you need, you need people that you need the encouragement, you need, you need help. Um, and I think that's just true, true now more than ever. Um, and I don't know. I mean, even, even things like, uh, we had a, we had a, uh, zoom, um, zoom call. We're doing it once a week with, um, with my wife's family and shoot, even that, just that, just having that chance to see, um, see people on a screen and talk, um, it's really uplifting to the, to the spirit. So, I just really encourage people to not, not isolate in this, but to actually reach out. This is a, a great time to kind of, yeah, put yourself out there, maybe even try some new things that are, that are different for you. Um, and, uh, um, to what, to the extent you can't help other people, cause that, that, that's really uplifting to, to you personally too. Yeah. With, um, with the podcast that I've been doing, Jeff, I've always, kind of ask this one question and that is, uh, you know, what question, what question should I be asking that, that I'm not asking you? Oh boy. <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Um, gosh, I, I think you've asked, uh, a lot of good questions, um, here and, um, you know, maybe, maybe one thing that we haven't covered, um, is, um, I think there's another aspect of mental toughness that, um, that just comes down to how we look at the world, um, as it relates to entrepreneurship. Um, and I, I think it's just viewing problems as opportunities rather than as obstacles or things to fear. And, um, and I think that that's, I think that's just a key component, um, for being an entrepreneur um, or being an athlete and, and just sort of point it to me right now, because we have a lot of problems and um, but to, to look at it and think like, well, okay, 
is what it is here, but how can, how can I help? How can I contribute? Um, and I, I think it's just, if we can do that, if we can answer that questions for ourselves, um, it'll make ourselves help happier, but also, um, you know, if you're going to try and build a business, that's how you build a sustainable business by, by helping other people solve problems, solve their problems. Um, so I don't know, that's, that's, uh, maybe it's not the right way to answer your question, but I kind of want to get that idea out there. I think it's fantastic, man. I mean, it's, it, because the the obstacle is there, but are we looking at it as a threat? Or are we looking at it as an opportunity, as a challenge? Yeah, I mean, I've looked at it with our family, and I'm I'm just preaching every single day, and I know they're getting sick of it. But I'm like, look, this is a double down opportunity. This is an opportunity where uh, we have to get after it in terms of um, you know our communication, how much we're appreciating one another and how are we reaching out to people and then also our fitness. You know what I mean? I mean, we've got challenges we're doing all the time. And uh, I know people look at it and be like, wow, that's like crazy. You got your kids waking up at 4 a.m. to do it. But I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, look, life is to be seized, man. And if, if there's an, this shows us that nothing is guaranteed in life. Like we don't know what's going to happen here. So if we're not living out our best, um, then what do we turn it into? How, how can we be of service to others if we can't be our best possible self? So I love the yep. point that you make. Absolutely. Um, I'll share like a little, little anecdote here. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Uh, we have um, a project that I was involved in, in helping to get started is uh, the Powerhouse Science Center in Durango. And, um, and they've got a, a maker lab there. And um, really it started just a few weeks ago, but uh, with, with some folks thinking they could help with the PPE shortages um, and, and making things at that maker lab. And it's grown to, um, they're now like 600 volunteers that are, are building, um, they're, they're making gowns, they're making face masks. Um, and uh, really cool, they, they actually came up with a way of making um, a, a respirator that's really needed. Um, our local hospital here just ordered 10 respirators that won't be in until the end of May. So, um, now they, we have this ability here to create that, um, locally and meet that need locally. Um, so I've, I've I'm, uh, going to help out with that project on trying to scale that and take that, um, nationally or globally, because we can take these designs, package it up digitally, and, and put it out there to other maker labs and, and hopefully some other manufacturers that could, could jump on that and be able to produce those for their hospitals locally. It should be super cool. Um, and I think it's just a great example of people coming together and taking a problem and turning it into an opportunity. And, um, and it's also at the same time, it's like personally inspiring and um, really, really something to be excited about. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, if you send me that link too, I'll make sure that one is on uh, on the podcast as well. And um, yeah, we'll do the. Um, I was thinking about nursing homes as well in terms of the hospital support crew. Um, I, I feel yep. really bad for a lot of these individuals because they are isolated in their homes. I mean, in their in their space and uh, in their room. In a lot of oh, cases, yeah. Goodness, man, can't isolation, leave. Isolation, as we know, is, is such a killer. Um, you know, I didn't know if you knew this, and I, I probably talk about it off camera, but since we're here, um, I lived out in uh, in Crested Butte for a year. I graduated college, moved out there because I always wanted to be a ski bum. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Before I went to grad school, so saved up all my money, and uh, you know, went down obviously to uh, 
uh, to Durango and it was boy, it's such a beautiful place there, man. But I got to do the Animus and uh, I mean that was the that was the best whitewater I think ever in my life. Man. So beautiful place <laughs> oh, where you're at. That's great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we I, I feel so lucky because we actually have such great access to the outdoors. Um, and that's so you know we're able to kind of keep up um, keep up doing exercising, uh, biking, hiking, running, all those things. And uh, yeah, it's not lost on me. I feel I feel really lucky that that we have those. Yeah. And uh, Maggie was telling me in her podcast episode how she, you know, how do you, how do you train for that race? How do you train for Big's Backyard Ultra? And uh, yeah, how she would do what? It was like a sixteen-hour straight run. How she did every peak there in Durango. I was like, yeah, the peaks of Durango. It was that's a pretty awesome course. Yeah. Um, Jeff, I'm gonna put these links on there. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, and how can people uh, follow you and, and get in touch with uh, get in touch with you and, and follow Tailwind? Um, well, definitely like if you go to our website, tailwindnutrition.com, um, down at the bottom, we've got links for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and then just our, our email support crew at tailwindnutrition.com. And, um, and that'll, you know, if you got a message for me, it'll, it'll definitely get to me. Um, and, uh, um, <clears throat> let us know how we can help. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.